Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday evening, the first Sunday in October, October 3rd. And for the first time in 2021, really the first time since we beat Duke, we have a victory Sunday. They've been few and far between. It's been over 300 days. I saw that, uh, I think that's what on the bench name their podcast. But uh, 300 days later, Florida State finally wins a game, first of the year, gets to one and four. Um, We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about all that in just a little bit. But, Richie, how was your weekend? Man, I, I had a phenomenal weekend. I Nothing went wrong, right? Like, I, I got to spend a, a lot of good family time with the wife and the dog. Florida State won. Florida, Miami, Notre Dame, Texas A&M all lost. I mean, it's just a phenomenal week for Florida State. And we're getting a taste of some decent weather, TJ, down here in Florida. I don't know if you feel it down there in Tampa and Orlando. We're close. We're not there yet, but we're close, and I'm loving it. It's getting a little bit more bearable outside. Um, I have been laying flooring in our new home <laughs> for like the last four or five days. Um, we had to do a lot of leveling and stuff, so I haven't actually been laying flooring except for like the last two days. Um, so it's, But I've been inside, so I've been inside a lot, but it does feel a little bit better for sure. It's been nice yeah. the last few days. Um, thank the Lord because – yeah, it's just always brutal outside. So anyway, all right, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Tell them Double Fries No Slaw sent you. We've got some stuff coming with them, some giveaways, some different things going on for the second half of the football season. So if you're in Tallahassee for the UMass game, for the NC State game, for the Miami game, stay tuned. Go get a gut box, double fries, no slaw, and uh, we'll announce those giveaways soon. All right, before we get into anything real crazy, I want to bring Harlan in. We'll talk about the game in just a minute, but Harlan, with your terrible audio and your funny <laughs> light video, um, married man, you left this podcast, an unmarried man. You you need to stop sweating so much in these hats that I keep getting for you because you're just wearing them <laughs> out. But um Talk to us about uh, what it's like to be married for a little over a week now, I guess two weeks now, and um, and how the honeymoon was. You don't have to get on all the details, but just, you know. Uh, we want all the details. details. Every last detail, detail, Harlan. First of all, thanks to the pod for, uh, you know, sponsoring the rehearsal dinner. Got us some uh, Guthrie's fries. I did not know that was going to be there, so that was a great surprise. Uh, secondly, maybe my podcast should send me a free sh- hat because I do wear it a lot, and maybe uh, maybe I should get a, you know another free one for being a married man. Um, first couple of weeks of marriage is honestly feels no different. I'll be honest. Honeymoon was great. I've dated this girl since high school, so you know not much different other than wearing the ring. The ring feels kind of weird. I'll be honest. I don't really like the way it feels. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll get used to it, typing with it. Um, but the honeymoon, you will, awesome. you will. You'll yeah. feel naked without it eventually. Like you're yeah, gonna forget yeah. it, or will be like, "Oh crap, my hand feels so light." I feel it right now. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody tripped down the aisle. My best man remembered the the ring at the wedding, so nothing, nothing crazy there. Uh, a grandma did trip going down the stairs after the wedding. Maybe had a little bit too much to drink. Uh, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. She sounds awesome. Yeah. See if um, she can come to the next podcast. <laughs> 
Har Harlan, I want to know about Charleston because I lived there for two years after college and it, I lived right on King Street in Calhoun. I love this city. Did you get to any of the good steakhouses like Halls or? Bro, I went to Halls. Oh, nice. All right. Good, good, good. Oh, my gosh. That's the best restaurant I've been to in my entire life ever. It, That's the best better than Ted's? It, better it's than better Ted's? than Burns. It's better than Burns, TJ. Yeah, and I'm not joking. I'm Ted's. not joking. But, it is yeah. so good. Like we got the reservation because an Uber driver found out that it was our honeymoon and he gave us his anniversary reservation <laughs> to Hall. What? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was amazing. The owner of the restaurant wrote us a handwritten um, letter and mailed it to us a week after we got back. Like crazy good service. That place is insane. Yeah. So, so my wife took me there for my birthday, like, I don't know, it's probably like four years ago. And because uh, I lived in Charleston, so we loved going there. We sit at the Francis Marion, and uh, we we ate there. And the, Harlan, the exact same thing. We left, and the owner runs out. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" I'm like, "Oh, did I forget to pay the bill? Did my credit card get declined?" He's like, "I just want to shake your hand and thank you for coming to eat here." And a week later, we get a handwritten note saying, "Thank you so much for coming here yeah. uh, to our house in Orlando, which is just awesome." So shout out Hall's Chop House. I, I doubt they would sponsor us, but if they want to. We're on board because it is the best experience. Everyone, every steakhouse has good steak, but it's all about the customer service and the experience. And I'm glad you got to go there, Harlan, because you, you experienced a phenomenal place. Yeah, it was amazing. The Uber driver told us it was the number three restaurant in America. And I was like, all right. I mean, then we showed up and the <laughs> owner brought us champagne personally and then wrote us a letter and made sure he shook my hand on the way out. I was like, wow, that place is incredible. That's dope. Anything else you want to tell us before we kick you backstage? Hmm. No, I'm good. Appreciate the, <laughs> appreciate the two minutes of uh, fame here. We might bring you back later because Richie's got to get out of here at some point. So you might have to come and help drive the steer the ship. Um, but all right. Thanks for hanging out, Harlan. We're glad to have you back. It sucks. With, it sucked not having you here. Um, oops. Um, all right, cool. So F Richie, we're talking about Florida state. Okay. I got to ask you this before. Are you a Notre Dame hater? Like, do you hate Notre Dame? Not I mean, at all. Kind of, no, not at you all. Said, you mentioned them in the beginning. I've been kind of pulling for them so I could lie a little bit more <laughs> about feeling better about ourselves. So no, I, not, you know. not a Notre Dame hater at all, but I, I hate the fact that they refuse to join a conference, and, and that's always kind of bugged me a little bit. So I, I'm not a Notre Dame hater, but I, I'm not upset when they lose games to a group of five school like Cincinnati. And especially this year. We might have a group of five team make the playoff. It, it, everything is setting up. It probably won't happen because of bureaucracy and all that nonsense. But I was happy to see Notre Dame go down. I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I'm not Catholic, so it doesn't matter to me. I just enjoy seeing that seeing that happen. And I think Brian Kelly is not a great human being. So I, I was not upset with that loss at all. Yeah. No, I, I, I I'm pretty indifferent on their name, but I had been cheering them for him just this year, just because yeah. you know, to, so I could lie to myself. I'm like, well, at least we, <laughs> we're close to a good team. Um, all right, cool. So Florida State finally beat Syracuse. Um, yes, we got a win, TJ. You know, we got a win. win. <laughs> hey, we thought we both picked FSU to win this game. I actually yeah. picked him to win by a little bit more than they did. Well, yeah. you did too. Yeah, we both picked him to win and and it not be as close as it got. And I think there were times in this game where you know. Florida State was maybe a, you know, I don't want to say a play away, but maybe a drive away from from making this pretty decisive, making this something that that was not going to end up going to the last second, but it did go down to the last second. Of course. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald, 34-yard field goal to end up winning the game. But um, 
some some good takeaways from the game. I mean, first of all, you win, right? Like, you know, yeah. you'd rather win than lose. Um, there were things, like I said, that FSU could have done to not have this be such a nail-biter, not end up having to drive down, like I said, and Travis make a few good, great plays to, to have that happen. But overall, would rather be on the winning side than the losing <laughs> side. Immediate thoughts after Florida State won. Yeah, it – DJ, man, it's just nice to get a win. After an 0-4 start, when you had legit three games, you probably could have or should have won. And we can argue yes or no, depending on the game. But but it was nice just to see Florida State get that win, you know, sitting on the couch watching it, especially when Syracuse is driving down three. Like, we all thought, like, oh, my goodness, this is it, right? Syracuse is going to score a touchdown with, like, 12 seconds left, and we're here again. But shout out to the Florida State defense. They did not play a great game. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend they did. But they showed up when it mattered. They had a huge goal line stand after Ontario Wilson muffed that punt. And the offense gave it right back and noted it. Or not Notre Dame. Um, Syracuse did score right away after that. But the defense played well overall, right? And they, they did what they had to do. And the offense did as well. It was just a fun game. And back and forth and yeah there are definitely points in the game tj where i thought man we're, we're gonna blow this like there's no way i've seen this story we, we, we lose this game and to walk away somehow getting that win shout out to ryan fitzgerald man th that guy's had a tough tough season going back to week one against Notre Dame, missing that overtime field goal to, for him to win it and, and get to celebrate that was great so uh, again it, put the season aside let's put this week this one game in a vacuum, I think we're all very happy right now. Yeah, for sure. Defense started out pretty good. We'll kind of go through the game real quick, and we'll talk about a couple other things, and we'll get out of here. We'll not bore you guys too much because I think, you know, you, you either watch the game or you're kind of aware. But to kind of recap it real quick, defense started really well, three and out, um, then a bend-don't-break drive um, where – Got a big fourth down stop on, on fourth and two. Another three and out. Another three and out. And, and so the defense gave the ball to the offense four straight times. Yeah. The offense was able to put up, make it a two-score game, put up a field goal and a touchdown, missed extra point, made it 9 nothing. But then immediately, and, th and this was the theme, Florida State had three two-score leads and almost immediately gave it back every time. Not every time, but go up 9 nothing. Syracuse scores in three plays, um, the third being a – 55-yard run by uh, Schrader. Immediately, they're right back in it. Then we go three and out, and Syracuse scores again to go up and, and take the lead. Um, we did answer to take the lead right back, scored again uh, to take a two-score lead. And uh, at that point, you're thinking like 13 to 23. Okay, we're in good shape. However, the punt. You would think, right? Yeah. The the punt happens. Yeah. And so anyway, I, it was frustrating that we could not do enough to like, we just never could get over that hump at 23 yeah. to 13. They've got to punt the ball to us. You feel good about it, right? Like you're like, okay, yeah. we'll be good. We'll go from here and we'll, you know, go up 17 or go up 13, you know, put it kind of a little bit more out of reach. Their defense was really, really bad. And we just couldn't get to that point. The muff punt happens. We end up getting the goal line stand, but because we couldn't advance the ball 
from our own end zone and, and ended up going three and out. They scored just a couple of plays later. So the muff punt, though the defense did step up once because the offense couldn't kind of help them out, Syracuse gets right back in it with the short field after that. So the muff punt does kind of come back to bite us. And it's 23 to 20, and you're kind of like, oh, I know how this goes, right? <laughs> now we're down. Um, thoughts around that? I mean, you know, I'll, I'll kind of keep recapping here in a minute, but thoughts around any of that or anything kind of stand out to you there? Obviously, we talked about the buff punt. We talked about um, not being able to hold on to a two-score lead, but thoughts around that? Yeah, I, I thought for sure the Florida State was going to lose when we muffed that punt. And uh, the defense does a phenomenal job of somehow – getting that goal line stand, getting that stop on fourth down, and that the offense goes three and out, Syracuse comes down and scores. In my mind, I'm like, no, that, that like we're done. There, there's nothing Florida State can do at this point, and we're going to lose in classic Florida State fashion, going to win five. But the team fought back, and we're going to get into Jordan Travis here shortly, I'm sure, because his heroics, my goodness. I Mike Norvell is now, I think, what four and ten as a head coach at Florida State? I think there's a legit chance he is zero and fourteen if he does not have Jordan Travis as his quarterback. Yeah, I mean Travis is the one that kind of made the plays late. Um, that did enough to kind of get it back into you know score range. I would not have wanted to to kind of know how and what happens after this thing goes to overtime. Okay, so <laughs> okay about this. We get the ball back on the one-yard line after the goal line stand, right? Run yeah. for two yards, quarterback sneak. I like the call, get it off your own end zone. Corbin then runs for three yards, and you got a third and five. Travis runs for four yards of the Florida State 10, and I know it's hindsight's 2020, and I know that they would ne you never would go for it on fourth and one from your own 10. I'm not advocating and saying that Norvell should have gone for it. But what I'm telling you is I knew that Syracuse was going to score when they got the ball back either way. And so my thought was just go for it. Now, Master, I wouldn't be mad to, if he did. No, yeah, yeah. I, I think we all knew that Syracuse was going to score if they got the ball back, and they did yeah. in a minute and a half. Four, it went four plays and fifty yards, and like nothing. Master Mono didn't hit a very good punt. Obviously, you know hindsight's kind of twenty twenty. There, you know, it's it's easy to say that after he doesn't even get it over the fifty, right? And they get to start on our own forty nine, but, um. I know I'm not advocating. I'm not saying he should have gone for it there, but you kind of think like, okay, they had just had three successful running plays. Just get one yard, like just get one yard, you know. But obviously, if you turn it over there, you can't. Not again. But I knew Syracuse was going to score either way, so it was like, just get the first down. Just go get the first down. Don't put a tight end at quarterback and do something silly like your Sean Payton. Go get the first down. So anyway, Florida State did respond then. Okay, right after that, um, not much time left in the third. Actually, this draw this drive started with what four or five seconds left in the third. Turned around really quickly. Um, Treshawn Ward with a massive run down to the five ended up going a couple yards closer thanks to a face mask. Um, sixty-five yards from Ward, and then Corbin finished it off to put the Knolls back up by ten. So you're thinking like, okay. 13 minutes to go, up by 10. How did you feel at this point? Up 10, 13 minutes to go. Uh, at that point, I felt pretty good. I'm like, you know, I, I think, you know, again, as a Florida State fan, we know that, that, that things do not always go as planned. But at the same time, 
you feel good. And, and that's what was frustrating about this weekend for me. And, you know, it, and I'm not going to be upset about a win because we, we, we've been desperate for one. But it's one of those things. We had multiple chances to put the game away and we didn't do it. Right. We waited till the last possible second that you're going to get up to here in a second, EJ. But there were chances for this team to just put Syracuse away and we didn't do it. And I don't know if that's personnel coaching. We can debate. It doesn't matter. That's what Florida State should do is put the game away at that point. We did not. But at the same time, the ultimate result is positive. So I cannot be too angry about that. Yeah, I mean, they found a way. I don't want to nitpick too much because we've tried to, you know, play the moral victory game when we've lost games. And so I don't want to nitpick a win too much. But, you know, what we what I will say before we go too much farther is that I think that we played well enough to win a couple other games this season. And we had to learn our lessons, excuse me, while losing. And so you know, it was nice to kind of be on this side of it and learn some lessons while winning this week. And so yeah. we'll never, ever complain about that. I think we, you know, I think during the Jimbo era and, you know, we talk about we talk about the lost decade. I mean, 2004, we made a, a BCS Bowl, right? Like 2005, stung, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, not great. 2010, we were back in it, you know? Like it was like – You just recapped time. all my years at Florida State, like six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. I but, was the first graduating class to never win an ACC title. Yeah, six, seven, eight, nine were but bad. We still had a bowl game every year. Yeah, still had a bowl game every year. Still were competitive against everyone except for Florida, right? Who yeah. who was amazing then, and yeah. still well, beating Miami. Some of, Harvin, like yeah, <laughs> still beating Miami some of those years. Still winning bowl games. Um, still going to bowl games. All all of that, you know. So like, yeah, that that decade sucked, but like. I don't know. And then you have the Jimbo era, which was amazing. Right. And, yeah. but since then, obviously we know what it's been and we'll never take wins for granted again. Like every win is just like, Oh, <laughs> a win. You know, this is what this feels like again. But, um, so we were able to learn some lessons, able to hopefully correct some things, um, through a win, right. Which we haven't yeah. been able to do just yet. Um, Florida State comes out after Syracuse answers our touchdown. Uh, and, you know, you just feel like, like you said, there were so many moments where the game could have just been kind of put away. My watch is talking to me over here. Thinks I'm talking to it. <laughs> there were so many moments that Florida State had to put the game away, and they just couldn't do that. Um, Florida State scores to go up 30 to 20, and immediately Schrader comes out and hits a 24 25 yard pass uh, into FSU territory. Um, another long pass for nine yards. They pick up the first quickly. And then on third and 10 from the 26, you've got your defense ready to roll on a third and long. You think that this is prime um, Jermaine Johnson and Kerr Thomas territory. They score on a 26 yard touchdown to cut the lead to three, right? With how much time left? 10 minutes to go. Like this drive took no time at all. It was like a three minute drive. And you're like, okay. Now it's a three-point game with 10 minutes to go. I don't feel great about this. I didn't feel great at this mm -hmm. point. I thought, we're going to go three and out. We're going to lose a game right now. Thoughts after they cut it to three? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, TJ. At, at that point, how do you not watch what we see in the past, you know, going back to the, the late Jimbo years up until now and think we're going to win this game, right? There's no way. I'm sitting on the couch, and I, I'm, I don't know how. 
I'm somehow just like calm, cool, collected. Like, all right, let's just see what happens. Let, let's see how it plays out. And it worked out in Florida State's favor. But yeah, in that moment, it, it definitely seemed like here we go again. Are we really going to lose to another inferior opponent this way? And that's what it felt like. And I'm like, my goodness, I can't keep doing this. But thankfully, Florida State answered the call, did what they had to do, and got the win. So right after the uh, right after the touchdown to cut it to three, Florida State comes back on the field, picks up one first down, and then a great play by the Syracuse DB. But, you know. Just a play that you wish you could have back, a play that you wish you maybe could have blocked a little better, a play that you wish that, you know, you'd have taken a quick look over to your right. Uh, Jordan Travis is intercepted, a leaping, diving interception where I do think the defender used the ground to cradle the ball, but the ball didn't move, and it was called an interception on the field. So not going to get it overturned. And that's um, on Cam McDonald. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 100%. I, don't, I don't disagree. 100%. Yeah. So that – Florida State had been running that play successfully most of the day, and uh, they, they ran it again, and Kim McDonald is supposed to block that defensive back that makes the pick, and he just whipped on him. And, uh, again, Florida State had been running that play all day, and the defensive back says, yeah, I know what's going on here. Let me just shed McDonald and get the interception. So I blame Jordan Travis 0% on that specific play because – that was part of the game plan, and Kim McDonald just whipped, but he, he made up for it in other ways throughout the game. He did. Um, also, I didn't know we were allowed to um, make excuses for quarterbacks that threw interceptions um, on the <laughs> show, but news to me. Um, yeah, Florida State's defense, at this point, at, at this point in the game, you're like, man, they're getting the ball in FSU territory. They've just drove the field on us pretty easily. I thought they were going to go score to take the lead here. And so I was already kind of in my mind, like, okay, well, we'll get the ball back with like five or six minutes to go and have to go score a touchdown to win. Um, Florida State allowed a 15-yard run on first down, a nine-yard run on the second down, then eight yards to pick up the first there. And it was all of a sudden first and goal on the nine. And uh, things kind of got weird. Not weird, but, you know, Syracuse kind of went away from what had been working. Tucker uh, – with a one-yard run, straight over the two-yard run, and then an incomplete pass made it fourth and goal at the six. They hit the chip shot field goal, and it's 30-30. to 30. I tweeted yeah. at this moment, and there's there's five minutes to go, just a little hair over five minutes to go. I tweeted at this moment, this feels like a situation where we go three and out, and they go down and score to, to win the game. Uh, we did go three and out, but the defense found a way to step up. Syracuse got a first down. But then on third and seven on their second set of downs, um, Schrader threw an incomplete pass to Queeley, and they had to punt the ball to us at our 21. There's a minute and three seconds to go when this happened, right? And so you're, th I'm thinking it's going overtime. Like, I'm not thinking we're going, because like you said, I'm not, you know, he ended up obviously having all the glory. I didn't think Fitzgerald could make, like, could make any kind of, I didn't think we could get close enough to where it could be a realistic you know, chance at him making a kick. Like, I, I didn't, just didn't think that was a chance. I didn't see a situation where Jordan Travis would run for, like, 37 yards or whatever it was. Like, Jordan Travis made that drive. And the, the play that we'll all remember is when he was running down the sidelines on the top of the television for those of us watching at home. And it looks like he's about to run out of bounds. And then he just cuts up field for another 20 yards to set up that field goal. 
Man, shout out to Jordan Travis. He's had a really rougher career at Florida State. Going back to last year, being hurt, being healthy, being hurt, being healthy. And then this year, is he hurt? Is he healthy? We don't know. This looks like the healthiest Jordan Travis we've seen since he actually mattered in the depth chart, in the game plan, et cetera. And for him to make those plays late in that last drive to set up that field goal, I was so happy for him. And it was just such a good thing to see because it, he's clearly bringing a McKenzie Milton in in the offseason. It, it's like, okay, yeah, so Jordan, you're cool. We got McKenzie now. But for Mc, or for Jordan Travis to be able to make those plays down the down the uh, end of the drive it, to win the game, that was awesome. And I'm kid not be happier for Jordan Travis. Yeah, so I obviously love the way that this worked out for us. I think it's something that needs to be addressed somehow. Um, And I think the way that it's addressed is not any kind of penalty towards the offense. I think that the referees need to be a little bit more lenient with um, like bang, bang, late hit out of bounds plays Um, because Jordan Travis was running towards the sideline just like Malik Cunningham was last week. Yeah. And Malik Cunningham was touched, was pushed with a foot still in bounds. And we got a late hit call on us. And defenders see that and know that. And Travis was running towards the sideline, like giving himself up. And when he didn't get touched, he was like, hmm, I think I'll just run up. But the, the reason the defender didn't do it. And so. Obviously, I'm very happy that it helped us and benefited us this week. I think it kind of needs to be addressed. Like, I think that when it's bang, bang on the sideline like that, guys should know that, you know, they're not going to give up because a guy looks like he's running towards the sideline. You should be able to still hit him until he's all the way out. You know, like, now it worked out great for us, but it screwed us last week. Like, right. It's like, you know, what, you know, it's sometimes going to hurt you. Sometimes going to help you maybe we shouldn't get penalties if guys like on his way out of bounds, maybe we should have to be all the way out. So anyway, pet peeve, but glad it worked out for us. But like I said, last week it didn't work out for us, you know, and they ended up scoring on that drive and we lost by one score. So, you know, do with that what you will. Um, Jordan Travis makes a couple of clutch runs. We talked about that one, that 33 yard run. And then he, another one on a third and seven from Syracuse's 38 25 yards down to the 13, which made an absolute chip shot field goal. They lined it up after Florida State ran to the right a little bit, and Fitzgerald's the hero, hits a 34-yarder. He missed it before they call that timeout, man. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to miss it again. Like, he he not only missed the one before the timeout, like, he's going to come back, and that one's going to be in his head, and – Thank God I was wrong because I thought for sure he was going to miss it again. And, and he struggled all season, and it's early, right, four games in. But at the same time, man, when he misses that one, you're like, oh, my God. And then you you go, okay, we got the time out for good. And at that point, like, I don't know you, TJ, but I had no stress. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's going to make this. Like, sit on the couch watching and sure enough, he did. It was not like right down the middle, like I would have really loved it to be. But at the same time, it, it wasn't questionable. Like it, it was clearly a good field goal. And I, I looked at my wife, Lindsay, and I'm like, hey, we got our first win. I'm happy. I, I, I was not upset. Like at that point, nothing could have happened 
the rest of the Saturday night, that could have ruined my day because that Florida State won. I knew Miami had already lost. I didn't know Florida was about to lose. That just made it that much better. But just a phenomenal Saturday in general from a college football standpoint. Yeah, Fitzgerald is on the season. He's five for seven. So obviously he has the one that you think about in overtime against Notre Dame. That's the big yeah. one. And then, um, you know, one for one against Jacksonville State. He did not attempt one against Wake Forest. Um, he has missed a couple of extra points, though. That's kind of a, a killer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He missed an extra point against Notre Dame. I'm sorry. No, he didn't. He missed an extra point against Louisville, and he missed the field goal against Louisville. I don't know how much different that would have made it, but, you know, if we had four more points, maybe we're playing that a little differently and not kind of throwing up a Hail Mary there. Or not a Hail Mary, but, you know, that that pass. So rough year for him, but maybe this is kind of the the turning point that he needed to, to kind of get things back on straight. Uh, we will talk a lot more about the North Carolina game. We've we got a couple more minutes and we'll get out of here. I know Richie's itching to see this uh, Brady stuff that's going on tonight. Um, we'll talk a lot more about the North Carolina game on Thursday evening. Um, but they're by no means, and, and they're they're a good team. They're they're probably the third or fourth best team that we've played. But they're, they're an eighteen um, point favorite. <laughs> see, I think that's high. I like us to cover that. Um, I just don't think they're that good. I think Wake's better than them. Um, oh, yeah. And and by the same token, Wake beat us by twenty one. So maybe you know. But I think they're I think they're about on the same you know about on the same level as Louisville. Maybe slightly better. Uh, Louisville played a great game with Wake this weekend. Some controversy around that ending. But I think Florida State's got a chance to go out and have a, a decent result against North Carolina. I don't know that that necessarily means they'll come out and win. Um, but I, I think that they can come out and and kind of keep the game close. North Carolina's defense is not very good. And so Florida State can maybe find something, have some big, you know, kind of spark plays. Then, you know, I, I, I think that Florida State – you know, has a good chance to at least have a decent result, not lose by three scores. Uh, North Carolina is giving up 25 points a game and Florida state is scoring 25 points a game. So if we can score 25, I like us to not lose by three scores. Um, All right. We'll talk more about North Carolina going forward on Thursday. Um, You talked about the Gator game. It was obviously cool to see them drop that game to Kentucky. Um, you talk about a team that celebrated a loss a lot like we did uh, when we lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. They celebrated that Alabama loss like it was a win. And, uh, you know, it didn't happen the next week to them like it did to us against Jacksonville State, but they found out what it's like to celebrate wins. Um, you lose to somebody yeah. you're not supposed to lose to. Florida was an eight-point favorite against Kentucky, and uh, Kentucky wasn't even that good last night. Florida just found ways to lose. Mullen coached a terrible game. Um, he has Gainesville Mark Richt at the end of the day. They'll never win a title with him. You could mark the tape, Harlan, and yeah, play that 100%. as soon as as soon as uh, you know he he ends up getting gone. For all the haters that are tuning and listening to, uh, if he does win one, obviously you can play this. But they'll never win a title with him. He won't. Uh, but they'll, he never they'll always he never be good. Won. They'll always be good. They'll always be eight and four, nine and three, ten and two on a good year. Um, but they'll never win a title. As long as he's there, he doesn't have that killer instinct that Jimbo has. I, I think Kirby has better killer instinct than him. Now, I think Mullen's a better game day coach than Kirby, but I think, you know, J- he just doesn't have it. And so I'm just glad that Jimbo took advantage of, of our rivals being down when he did. And, you know, glad that Mullen's not going to do that at the end of the day. So it was good to see them lose. And obviously Miami lose on Thursday night as well. 
you'll have a fun night on the golf pod this week. I feel like that's going to be a good pod for you. Well, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Like the golf pod, obviously, um, part four, it's me, two Gator guys, and a Miami guy. And it, we don't even really talk football on the podcast. So, it, Well, you got something to talk this week. I, 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 will def- <laughs> I will definitely bring it up, especially when I got, you know, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, and, you know, the Gators do have Bailey Horschel. That's cool. Whatever. But it, it is. How did Billy play. do in the Ryder Cup? Ah, uh, he was not selected on oh, the team. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That, oh, good, good question, TJ. He was not <laughs> selected. Uh, but two Seminoles were, and we did win in the most dominant fashion ever in the history of the Ryder Cup. Um, but yeah, man, a fun weekend of college football. This is why we love college football, right, TJ? Because even in the big three, we all pay attention to each other. And uh, the Florida State being the only one to win this week. It's a blast, but we also know next week could be the complete opposite where we could lose. Florida and, and Miami could both win, and that's why we love football or college football in the state of Florida. Yeah, no, it, it was a ton of fun. I think that uh, you know all three of them went down to the absolute last second. Yeah, right? Florida State won in the last second. Miami lost in the last second. And then Florida had about 20 seconds left, but they they were trying to tie it up there at the end and 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 got stopped with like 20 seconds left one Kentucky kneel down that was the end of that um so yeah that's what you love about college sports i mean it's freaking incredible so um yeah. talking a little bit of uh around the horn real quick and then we'll wrap up and get out of here um volleyball won both of their matchups against NC State and North Carolina um Swept the North Carolina matchup, won in four sets in the NC State matchup. Soccer um, won as well. They beat who did they beat? Clemson on the road um, for Coach Gregorian, friend of the show. Um, won his three hundredth game at FSU. Yeah, um, on Friday, um, dude, I don't know. I know nobody. I know that a ton of people may not tune into cross country or track and field or anything. Um, but Adrian Wilshut won his third straight race uh, for the cross country team um, this weekend, and then obviously football won thirty three to thirty. A final score, so a, a clean sweep for uh, for FSU athletics. We are just a few weeks away from women's basketball, and then the next week, men's basketball getting tipped off. So. A lot of fun stuff coming. Uh, I saw that baseball and softball were out there with their fall stuff going on. So a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff. Um, go check out doublefriesnoslaw.com where we will have recaps of all of it. Uh, appreciate Vic putting that stuff together. Um, Richie, any other thoughts, any other shout outs before we get out of here? Um, no, none. Just so happy for the football team and Coach Ravel and all of his assistants. Uh just cool to to get a win and it sucks that i'm sitting here saying it's just cool that we got a win but like you mentioned also we swept every other sport the, the, the entire weekend man this university they take it seriously and they win a lot of collegiate sporting events and they did so again this weekend and the football team finally contributed yeah i know it's this athletic program is really 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 good yeah. um Football's definitely been in a downturn, but volleyball's fantastic. Soccer is probably the best team of any sport in the country. Um, you know, we we know how good softball is. Baseball's been historically great 
and still is basketball. Both both teams obviously make the tournament every year, and the uh, men have been dominant as of late. So, yeah, the the entire athletics pro department is fantastic. It's nice that football is pulling a little bit of weight now too. So we'll see and talk to you guys more on Thursday night when we preview the North Carolina matchup. Um, excited for that game. Excited to see if Florida State can continue to take two steps forward instead of a couple of steps back, but see if they can build on the win. See if we can get healthy this through this week. And uh, excited to see if we can keep Mac Brown on the uh, on the losing streak against FSU all time. So we will <laughs> see go. you. We will see you guys on Thursday night. Harlan, welcome back. Until then, go Knowles. TJ, I got a song for you. Give me a Kenny oh, Chesney songs. pirate flag. I've never even heard this song, but Harlan will find it and we'll. Oh, we'll you'll love it, it, TJ. No, knowing you, you will love it. Kenny Chesney pirate flag. Let's go, Bucks. Tom Brady. Let's go. Yeah, if you just jinxed us, I'm going to be. Oh, I mean, your, your team already lost in overtime, TJ. So. Uh, 